Welcome to Watching the Game. I'm your host, Dries Mohamed Kudemi, joined today by Yasser, Rauda, and Yunus. As the first thing on our bucket list today is the amazing, terribly amazing game yesterday between UCLA and Michigan. I think that was the best game I've ever seen. Ever? I'm just going to describe... UCLA, the UCLA Bruins to the 2018 Loyola Chicago Ramblers, man. Another Cinderella team. Is it yeah, a Cinderella fair. when it's a blue blood? I mean, to be real here. I mean, that's why... Uh, Cinderella and the fact that they went all the way from the first four to the final four. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. But it's not the same underdog mentality <clears throat> because... True, true. Famous basketball school. You know, I'm sure Yasin knows a lot about Michigan's struggles, though, yesterday. How about what you lay it on us? Uh, well, there was a lot of struggles. Michigan ambassador. I think that we was. We couldn't hit our free throws. There were five free throws that we should have made. Pretty sure we went four for nine from the free throw line. And all the free, all the missed free throws came from, from I think I think our lowest free throw percentage, like from our starters, was seventy six percent, which is Hunter Dickinson. Seventy six percent is pretty good to make his free throws. And our point guard, he missed he missed two free throws. I think he shoots around eighty percent. He's got to be hitting these free throws in these close games. And we turned the ball over eight times in the first half. There is one player in specific also. Uh, who do you, I would like to uh, point out had probably the worst game of the tournament of anyone. Is anyone I just want to know what the thought process in the huddle was to give Franz Wagner another chance after he airballed the first the first three. Yeah. Well, I mean no one else no one else is gonna be able to get a shot off. I mean Mike Mike Smith is like five ten. Yeah, but the only other person that'll be able to get a shot off is to have inbound. Why? Like I went back and looked at the plays. Wait, what'd you say? It make it makes no sense. Juwan Howard's a great coach, but that made no sense. Why is why are you not throwing the ball up to Hunter Dickinson? That's what I thought they would do. Well, at the at least the last play when they had point six left. Well, we had. I look. I went back and I looked at the play. There was multiple options, and it looked like they were also trying to set a screen for Brandon Johns to go up and get a tip as well. But it wasn't even open, so that's why he threw it up to Wagner. We had to just heave it. Well, who was the dude that uh that rebounded the air ball and missed the layup? Oh, yeah. Eli Brooks. That, that was stupid. He, he That was I a guess... mental just lapse. I don't know why. Yeah. He, he probably felt like there was a shot clock. There wasn't even a shot clock that possession. I know. Right? Well, if if he grabbed yeah. the ball and just set his feet and pump faked, he, he would have had an easy layup. Yeah. I don't know why. He shouldn't have rushed that. I guess he thought he was going to get blocked. He got nervous. I would say this about the game yesterday. It's great that UCLA won, so we got, like, in this crazy tournament, at least one double-digit seed in the Final Four. But also, not, like, 
you could tell throughout the game neither one of these teams was going to be able to lay a finger on Gonzaga. It, I, I mean, hey, you never know. Johnny Juzang can lead. Listen, there's the nothing Bruins I would love more than for Johnny Juzang to just go off and destroy Gonzaga. All right, he's my new favorite player. Just <laughs> absolutely my new favorite player now. This guy is insane. <laughs> but no way, dude. The he scored 28 of their points. The rest of their team scored 23. They were terrible. They were awful. They were just lucky Michigan was even worse. True. They also had zero bench points. And they <laughs> the bench barely scores throughout the tournament. Like, that's not a recipe to beat, like, the top teams. Even though they did beat Michigan and Alabama. But still, <laughs> Gonzaga's on another yeah, team. But Gonzaga's a different breed. I'm very disappointed in USC. Very, very disappointed. I thought at least they would put up a really good fight with Gonzaga. At least, like, similar to how BYU had. But no, we're just going to get blown out immediately. I mean, when... <clears throat> literally, like, right off right off the tip-off, turn the ball over. That's, that's literally a recipe for a disaster. As soon as they turn the ball over a few times, and, like, right when the game started, Gonzaga just took off. Was nine zero less than two minutes in, and they had to call timeout. That's gee, like oof. That's when you know it's heading in the wrong direction. Gonzaga doesn't need any help beating you. Like if you turn the ball over and and help them beat you, you just count yourself out. Like how did Evan Mobley? How did them both Mobleys not show up this game? They they were dominating the other games. This game. It's not even like Evan Mobley got destroyed by Drew Timmy, and I'm very sad about it. I mean, he's going to be the number two pick. You can't be getting destroyed by Drew Timmy out here. Drew <laughs> <laughs> Timmy's just nice. See, that was the last thing I had going for me in my bracket. USC to the fi- uh, to the final. And honestly, it looked like it might happen, but of course, Gonzaga was just like, nah, not a chance. Your bracket was so odd. I can't lie. My bracket was amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. LSU also got robbed. They deserve to be in the Final Four. The LSU and the Elite Eight they didn't get robbed. They got robbed. Right. <laughs> um, on the other side of the bracket... The Baylor Bears. Baylor Let's see the league. Yes, sir. Arkansas. Arkansas. Moses Moody, also another lottery pick who had a terrible game in the Elite Eight. I don't understand what it was up with that. It's not like Baylor. Like, obviously, Baylor has good guards who can switch and all, but it's not like they can shut him down. That's exactly what they did. They literally have a guy whose nickname is Off Night. Like, what do you mean they don't have a guard that can set him down? Because Moses Moody should be better than that. He should be able to beat them. Anyway, no, you know what I'm saying. No, you don't just get you don't you don't get the nickname Off Night from from casual defense, bro. That man is clamps. Well, I dude, I I had no expectations for Moses Moody. The way he was playing in the games before this tournament, 
Now he's playing Baylor and against their guards. If anything, he's going to do worse, bro. This man has completely, he didn't even show up in any of the games. Donovan Mitchell in disguise playing for Baylor against <laughs> Moses Modi. I genuinely believe Donovan Mitchell replaced Davion Mitchell because he's been playing even better right now. He was tearing his, his his offense is his offense or his offense one of the games was up to par. He only had like one of the games he wasn't doing that good. It might have been against Villanova. But he absolutely tore like yeah, their entire team played badly against Villanova, but they just tore up he just tore up Arkansas with mm-hmm. his Hitting all those threes, and he was getting screens from Vital and driving in. I liked what I saw from him. His stock is going up for sure. And the other one, uh, was it Houston? Houston, Oregon State. Another game I'm really mad about because, oh my god, Oregon State. First of all, somehow they came back from down like 17. I don't know how. <laughs> It's After like damn near everyone they were, stopped they were down watching. seventeen with like twelve minutes left, and I had a feeling like okay, if they're not if they're not coming back now, they're never gonna come back. And then it just slowly, slowly, slowly. Then suddenly, three minutes left. Oh, the game's tied. I was like, oh crap. But then the rest of the game, they they couldn't rebound at all the entire game, and then it reared its head in the final three minutes. Um. They fouled Houston a bunch of times, and then they were just suddenly down seven. The game was over. Disappointed because Bill Walton could have had multiple Pac-12 teams in the Final Four like he deserved. <laughs> Bill Walton is a genius. I remember that. The thing is, I, I hated that man. But after seeing his genius unfold in the tournament, I can never, I can never doubt him again or criticize him again. See, I was. I was laughing at him when I was watching the Pac-12 championship and he was commentating. He was just saying a bunch of ridiculous stuff. I was like, yeah, I keep calling Pac-12 <laughs> Conference of Champions, whatever. And then next thing you know, they were the Conference of Champions. They would have had four teams in the Elite Eight if the committee didn't match up Oregon and USC. Mm-hmm. But I still mean, don't they have a fourth of the uh, of the Sweet 16? Big Ten and the Pac-12 took a complete reverse. They're just going to disown Colorado because they didn't get into the Sweet 16. Who did Colorado play? They played Florida State? Yeah. And they lost. They sold Bill Walton's bag. Alright, let's talk superlatives from the entire tournament up to now. Um... Most surprising team besides UCLA? Oregon State. Yeah. I mean. God, wait, no, Oral Roberts. Are you guys crazy? Hey, people can differ on opinion. Yeah, I think Oral Roberts. I mean, Oral Roberts had uh, a great victory so- against Ohio State. Oh, Max well, is also up with one State. of my favorite players now. Just a baller. Man, he, almost, he, he almost called game versus Arkansas. Oh, man. Just a game. insane. Their tournament, their run in the tournament ended in a pretty sad fashion. He played every minute, cool. and he put up numbers that nobody has since Steph Curry. So, 
I don't know, man. I would. Yeah, he's a sophomore. If he came back, Oral Roberts, all of their t- team is not like sophomores, juniors. So if he came back, they could actually be really good next year. If he went to the NBA, honestly, he could make it really quick. Probably, because it'd be like a Steph Curry, T.J. McCollum type. Not like, not like onto their level, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like. Yeah, but, like he could thrive yeah. as a scorer off the bench. Mm hmm. So I liked what I saw out of him. Um, Oregon State, like you said. Another team that, like, Ethan Thompson had a terrible game in the Elite Eight, too, which sucks a lot because he was so good before that. And they needed And they were like, yeah, he's only missed one free throw the entire tournament. Then he missed, like, five that game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the jinx goes. To be honest. The commentator jinx. To be honest, they did not play well against Loyola either, but they got bailed out because Loyola couldn't hit any threes. <laughs> like, when I think about it now, they took a lot of contested shots and made them. Loyola got a bunch of open shots and just missed. So, there's a good question about whether they should have even been there, but, I mean, they beat Tennessee and Oklahoma State, who have... Keon Johnson and Cade Cunningham. So even before that, that was impressive. Uh, what other teams? Oh, that just for you, North Texas. Those bogus. That was terrible. I was also upset, bro. See, I oh, they seen... for we forced overtime. And I was like, oh yeah, it's over now. It's over now. And then just Oh yeah, it was going. quickly over in overtime. Just just not for your yeah. team. Yeah. See, I should have seen if I knew North Texas if their line that their lineup had played the most minutes together in the country and that they were all like upperclassmen too, like I would have been more in on that upset. Because Purdue's re- a really young team. They'll be really good next year, but right now they're still a little early. What about uh, Evelyn Christian beating Texas? That was heartbreaking too, because I had Texas in my final four, and they lost in the first in the first game. See, the March Madness app was like, "Yeah, you should totally pick Evelyn Christian." I was like, "No, they're not not good enough." And then they ended up winning. Then they got rocked by UCLA. <laughs> Dude, I think I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay, so they got so obviously they beat Texas, even though they had just won the Big Twelve. Everyone's like, "Oh no, Shaka Smart, terrible coach." I was like, "Okay, whatever. Maybe Abilene Christian is secretly good." No, they get wrecked by UCLA. They couldn't shoot the ball at all. This dude literally ran away to Marquette. He knew he was gonna get fired. <laughs> He's <just laughs> ran away. That man fled the scene. <laughs> Honestly, Less than a week later. <laughs> Marquette, that's still a power six job. True. Well, like, oh my god. He was just, he was so embarrassed. He's just like, I'm <laughs> I'm the same. Uh, I want to talk about Rutgers. I'm very disappointed in Rutgers because they choked against Houston. 
wanted to see terrible. Well, they went into the star offense, that even though they were only up by four with two minutes left. Yeah. If they just, if they just went, if they were just a little more aggressive on, like, two possessions before the end of the game, they would have won. Right. One possession game win. Keep winning the offense, but no. They decided to be idiots. They just got scared. Like they like, they, I think they would have beaten um Syracuse too. So we could have had Rutgers randomly in the Elite Eight. Rutgers ripping the Big Ten. That would have been odd. Also, Ron Harper did not play well either. A lot of good players didn't play well. They'll be really, really good next year. Yeah. If everyone stays, like Geo Baker. Yeah, I would expect them to come back strong. I mean, Big Big Ten, I think it's going to be Purdue and Michigan at the top next year. Probably. Because Illinois is going to be good again next year, but I would assume it's probably going to go to the NBA. Absolute travesty that we only got two March Madness games from him in his career. Travesty. But I would think Purdue would be at the top. Ohio State. EJ Liddell, Dwayne Washington, opting for the draft or no? I don't know about Dwayne Washington, but Liddell declared for the draft. Uh, He is keeping his eligibility. Low as heck right now. Because he was, he was the reason they lost to Oral Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Everything you could do wrong in overtime in the fourth quarter, he did wrong. Just played way too much hero ball. He choked. <laughs> uh, I was glad Ohio beat Virginia. I saw that one coming. Hey. Yeah, same here. And then they lost. Virginia, kind of disappointing. I mean, now Virginia, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, I thought both Creighton. Ohio lost to Creighton. I did not think both Creighton and Villanova would make the Sweet Sixteen, but somehow they did. Like that never happens. Villanova losing in the Sweet Sixteen—that's like they either win it all or they lose in the second round. Creighton didn't make a Sweet 16 for like 30 years. Creighton well, should have lost to, to USCB or USS, UCSB yeah. in the first round. Oh, they locked out hard there too. Those bogus. Those bogus. So they definitely didn't have to lose that game. But I mean, then they got rocked by Gonzaga, so probably what we expected. They got rocked by Gonzaga. Zagorowski uh, couldn't see him there. Iowa, like I, I thought before the tournament, bro. Iowa's defense was terrible. And then Oregon came in. Oregon doesn't even have anyone to like guard Garza, and they blew them out. I like that a lot. Garza got his bag. He had like thirty six, and no one else did anything. 
Yeah, but then Oregon was just like, yeah, you can score, but we're just going to score more than you because we at least play a little bit of defense. They shut down the perimeter. True, like, true, Bohannon, true. We, those guys, they didn't do much. It was only Garza. Mm-hmm. Like, just Will Richardson went off. And then they ended up losing to USC. So, um, any other big? I'm trying to think. Covered everything. Do the final four predictions. Um, give me Baylor, Gonzaga, and Baylor. It's kind of crazy that in this crazy tournament where we had the highest average Sweet 16 seeds, it's going to be the two teams everyone thought was going to play in the final anyway. Imagine in this crazy tournament, in this uh, magical world, that we see UCLA winning it all. It would be insane. It wouldn't be the I first time. I'd have to even keep it close with Gonzaga, to be honest. Gonzaga is just... Something else, but I saw that Gonzaga and Baylor, and then Baylor winning in the final. I just don't know, man. If Kentucky couldn't even go undefeated in 2015, I don't know if Gonzaga could finish it off. Mm-hmm. The only difference between this team and Kentucky is that Kentucky was like had better NBA prospects. This team, this team just plays the way they are. To like, they're connected. Their chemistry, they play for one another. Different. That is true. That's the point. I think I think this Baylor team is better than the Wisconsin team Kentucky lost through that year too. So, I mean, I obviously that Wisconsin team. Wasn't that Wisconsin team their best player was Sam Decker? Sam Decker and Frank. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not to be a bust as an NBA. True. They had only barely lost to Duke, so it's gonna be close. Definitely. But uh I guess you wanna leave your predictions before we move on. Baylor. Yeah, I go Baylor and Gonzaga winning. Gonzaga, Baylor, Baylor. Damn, no Houston. We got a 3-1. No Houston. Nah. <laughs> I, I like Houston a lot, uh, but I just don't think they're good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to the trade deadline for the NBA. Yes. Please. Okay. About the Bulls. I'm more with you guys take it because you're like the Bulls fans, not me. Like... Okay, I like the fact that we're like, okay, we're not going to just sit around, not do anything, hope the picks work out, etc. I'm glad about that. But also, I I just don't like really giving up our first round pick in a year that's a very strong class. And we still need more pieces, clearly. I also don't like the fact that we kept Laurie Markin over Wendell Carter. Like, I think both are probably lost causes at this point, but we could have... We should have gotten something for Laurie Markman. 
And Vucevic, like Vucevic is great. I'm glad we got him, but it's a hefty price. Yeah. Like I mean, they got rid of like unnecessary players, in my opinion. I mean, Markin and Shut have been one of them as well. I mean, who'd they get rid of? Carter, Porter, Gafford, Cornette, and uh, Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah. That had to be done. I mean, Hutchinson is bad. Gafford, eh, he's okay. But I get wanting a better player behind instead. Uh, Cornette, he's obviously bad. Porter sucks, and he makes all that money. So we don't we also lose our cap space for this offseason, but there weren't that many good free agents left because most of them signed extensions. And then um Carter who's been bad this year too. So I mean we ha at this point you don't have the first your first round pick unless somehow you end up in the lottery, you get very lucky. So you have to what's it called? You have to make the playoffs. You have to see what you can do. You need to aim for that four or five seed. Avoid the Bucks, 76ers, um, Nets first round. Give yourself a chance. Yeah, I mean, it came out of nowhere. I don't think anyone thought the Bulls were going to get Nikola Vucevic. Right now, we're seated as 10th, and we would play the Celtics in the playing tournament. All right, we, we can't. Playing tournament aim was fine. For the season, now we have to actually start winning. I mean, we've lost the two games. I mean, we have a fire duel, man. So we have to start winning now. Otherwise, we could be in a very need, bad position. We need, we need Levine to get healthy. Pretty banged up right now. Yeah, he needs some rest. Troy, I also, I love the fact that we got Troy Brown, though. Like Tice is decent, but Troy Brown, Troy Brown's gonna be great for this team. He's, He's a great good. defensive presence. And Javante uh, Green, Javante Green, just end of the bench type of guy. He's not bad or anything, but we're not banking on him. You know, he's just there. Yeah, I see. Um, let's see. Um, alright, let's move on to the Nuggets. So, they got Aaron Gordon, you know. Lost Gary Harris and RJ Hampton. Yeah. And got Javel McGee. So, the Nuggets are in a, like, they're fine. They can give up RJ Hampton. He's a nice prospect, but they still have young players. They first, you know, it's first round pick, whatever. I I don't know. I know they've been they won a couple games since this, but I'm still not totally sold on them. Like first of all, I was. I know you know. I'm big on Gary like the Aaron Harris. Gordon trade. Like I'm big on Gary Harris. I know they. Yeah, they but he was out after the season so far. Yeah, like obviously the injury problems are there, but he was when he finally came back against the Jazz the last two games. He was big in helping stop Donovan Mitchell. So, like, the purpose of this trade was, like, okay, we got someone we can kind of throw at LeBron and AD a little bit, but we're also kind of giving up someone we can put on, like, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, those guys. 
So I kind of feel like they got Gordon in replace of uh, Paul Millsap. I think he's going to be released by the team by the end of the year. No, I think they'll keep him. Now you don't have to play Paul Millsap as much in the clutch. They, they realized, that too. It's because they realized they needed a, their Jeremy Grant. They were not the same without Jeremy mm-hmm. Grant. Yeah, they need another guy like that. So, I mean... Obviously, Aaron Gordon isn't as good as Jeremy Grant. I, I, I've I said this since the beginning of the season. Even after this trade, I think the Nuggets are still going to be out after the first round. I have the potential to win a first round series. I, mean, I feel like... But I, I, I think right okay, now... I would at an MVP caliber. He's having an MVP caliber type of season. I feel like they might not be Western Conference. Uh, they might not be in the Western Conference Finals, but can I think they could win? Can get past the first round? I think, like just today, without without knowing what the matchups are going to end up being, I'm taking the Jazz to advance, the Lakers, the Clippers, assuming they're healthy, all of them. Last spot, I would say, is a toss up. I wanted to say the Mavericks at the beginning of the year, but they haven't been good enough. Uh, Warriors, obviously, they've had a lot of struggles. So right now, that last spot in the semifinals would be Nuggets, Suns, Trailblazers. <clears throat> and I think I would pick the other as well before the Nuggets. Spur- Spurs, eh, they're more like playing team, like borderline playoff team. I don't think they they could be any of the top playoff teams. I like them, but... Interestingly enough, uh, the Pelicans are 12th seed. I don't think they're gonna make it. They're still in their like transition, but they need to start really putting the team around Zion and Ingram soon. They can't keep experimenting yeah. with all this stuff. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure the top ten right now. I don't think it's close enough between the top ten and the bottom five that there will be any change there. We probably know the ten teams that are in the playoffs us play in. Grizzlies yeah. are gonna end up ten. That's good. Gonna automatically eliminate Minnesota, Houston, OKC, Sacramento. Yeah. Then right. it's just a matter of if New Orleans. Anyway. Sacramento sucks. OKC is tanking, <laughs> but also not tanking. But then Shy got injured, so definitely tanking now. Tanking. Houston, they need to keep their pick. So I mean, Houston doesn't have their pick. If it's if it's top four, they have it. So they need. You sure? Tank. Yeah. So they absolutely need to tank. Uh, what other trades were there? Uh, Celtics got Evan Fournier, and apparently they were close to get Bujevic, but they didn't get him. They got Evan Fournier, then he went 0 for 10 in his debut. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They got him for shooting purposes. Uh, not sure if he's that good of a defensive player. At least Be some now, production. like, it's better now for their bench because their bench has gone pretty weak. They needed... He can kind of be like Gordon Hayward was for them last year, like a fourth scoring option. Yeah, I see him as that kind of guy. But the bigger thing for the Celtics is they need Kemba to be, stay healthy, and they need 
to just I don't know figure it out uh, maybe Robert Williams can play better than Tice has now that Tice is on the Bulls I'm not too sure about that but this just keeps telling me like why did this team not sign Christian Wood yeah he was underrated man last year uh, uh, before uh, the hiatus hit he was balling out I saw the future bright in him and like apparently they wanted they tried to trade for him last year they tried to trade for Capella tried to trade for Vujovic they tried to do that but like still eventually you gotta get someone Danny Angel Danny Angel Stingy Danny Angel Stingy man he's never gonna give up like a full on really good package Mm. Yeah. At this point, like, they're relying on the younger guys that they've drafted to see if they can, like, step up. Pritchard, uh, Romeo Langford, Aaron Nesmith, Robert Williams. Bro. Williams as well. Tatum, Tatum is only in his, in his third year, right? Um, I believe so. Fourth, fourth. Oh, fourth, yeah, because Doncic and Trey Young drafted third. Tatum's fourth, no, no. and Jalen Brown's fifth. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's it. So honestly, this year it wouldn't be too bad. This is Robert Williams' second year. They still have like their team isn't like very old. Yeah, yeah, no. And so honestly, if they if they like wanted to like tank, but like not you know like not full on tank, but like almost like a retool, like get in the lottery, get like a top ten pick. Because the draft is so good, and then you get an immediate impact player in the draft from top 10, and then immediately go back into contention next year, that wouldn't be so terrible. I mean, I get that, but it's a team that's made the Eastern Conference Finals three times in the last four years, which is yeah, great. Yeah, they have playoff experience. It's a lot of experience, it's a lot of success, but we need them to take that next step. <sighs> Taking a step back like they have this year, that doesn't bode well. Like what if what if this was their window? Now they have to pay Tatum and Brown all that money. They're gonna have less money to spend. They're gonna they're not gonna they don't have all those high picks that they had a couple of years ago. So they still have a bright future, but if if this year goes by they go like first round exit, that's a big missed opportunity. Yeah. Here's an interesting thing I read. Apparently, the Nets offered Spencer Dinwiddie to the Warriors for Kelly Oubre. It's interesting. I, I like... I think that's pretty... Like, not the worst idea for both teams. Like, the Warriors... Yeah, but I don't think Golden State is looking for a guard. Well, Dinwiddie's out for the year anyway. But the thing is, isn't anybody like close to 30? And Uber's like, what, 27, 28? I think it would. Yeah. I think they're around the same age. I think it would. I think, honestly, the Warriors might have done it if Dinwiddie wasn't becoming a free agent this year. Because otherwise. I mean, they might still have his bird rights, but if he had a year left on his contract at least. That would have made a lot of sense for the Warriors. You're just like, okay, let's load up. Dinwiddie's a better player than Oubre. 
Clay Thompson will be back next year. Wiseman will take a second uh, a leap. Steph will still be Steph. Draymond will still be good. Like they could consider that and be like, we'll focus on next year. But apparently they were just like, okay, we're still we just want to make the playoffs this year. So I get it because Dinwiddie wasn't under contract, but it would have been something really yeah. interesting. And then um, I think this the last like big trade was Oladipo to the Heat for basically nothing. Poor, poor yeah, I mean Miami. Big three, they got Oladipo, Bam, and Jimmy. How far do you guys think they can go? You have to see which Oladipo shows up. Yeah, yeah half the time he's out with load management. And he has. Bro, honestly, I love this trade for the Heat because they gave up dudes who aren't in the rotation. Kellenic is like technically in the rotation, but that man is buns. So it doesn't really matter. And then they got a guy who they honestly need because they haven't been they haven't been too good this year. Wait, like, honestly, in my opinion, it's low risk because like all the signs are pointing to Victor Oladipo signing signing to them next year during the offseason. So if anything, they has got like they got an extra year to build chemistry with them. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's not like it costs them anything. Maybe mm-hmm. their center depth is a little hurting right now because they didn't end up getting Aldridge. She went to the Nets. They didn't get Drummond. So they probably have to sign... Cousins is going to the Clippers, so they probably have to sign some okay center, some any center. They also got yeah. Mylitsa. Uh, they, they improved. They improved, but they just need Jimmy to stay healthy because with Jimmy, this is a team that can make the finals, though I don't think they'll beat the Again, Without Jimmy, this team doesn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, just incredibly, incredibly, incredibly mismanaged by the Rockets because they ended up getting nothing for uh, for Harden except picks. Not even like a good young player. They could have gotten Simmons or Karis Lever and Jarrett Allen. Instead, they have nothing. How how did they not get at least one of those? How did the Cavs end up with Jared Allen? <laughs> we finesse, man. We give him Dante got our center of the future. That's a finesse. It's just, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's incredibly mismanaged by them. Now the Heat have a, at least a decent bench scorer now who can take pressure off of Jimmy. And best case scenario, they have a third all-star. So I like what the Heat do. Yeah, yeah I feel like this year's Tyler Hero is the same as uh, Kobe White. They both came off the bench last year. Just there for scoring purposes, and then and then now they're running the point, which kind of reduced their production to their team. I think yeah, that's definitely gonna take a burden off of Hero's shoulders. Yeah, Hero's been struggling a little, but now it'll be better. Um, one last thing, or no, cup, cup, two more. So the Norman Powell Gary Trent swap. 
That was weird. I think Norm... Portland wins that all the way. Yeah, I think Powell is better, but the thing is, Gary Trent fit better because he played off ball with the um, Blazers. I I just I don't know why the Raptors did this. I like honestly, I don't understand both, but I at least see what the Blazers are thinking. Like Powell is better; he can be off the bench. Even though if you play him with McCollum and Lillard, it's terrible defensively. But off the bench, he's a great scorer. I don't know. Like, Gary Trent is good, but I would have thought the Raptors could at least get a pick for him. He's good. Uh, Norman Powell's good. True, but uh, Gary Trent is is younger than than Powell, so... I kind of see potential in Trent. He's a shooter. Yeah, maybe he sees. Maybe he thinks Trent is like even better than we think. Like we think Trent is pretty solid, pretty good. But maybe Masai Ujiri thinks he's like insanely good secretly. Who knows? Yeah. And then the last thing is like the Raptors also didn't trade Kyle Lowry after they acted like they were gonna trade him for a um, months. Neither the Heat or Seventy Sixers bit. 76ers ended up getting George Hill instead. I mean, the 76ers could have gotten him, but they didn't want to give up Thibel and uh, Tyrese Maxey. I get it. Thibel's you need his defense in the playoffs too. Though Lowry also would give you what he gives you. It's just kind of surprising that they didn't end up trading him. Good great. And they made a couple moves that uh, they made it look like they, might, that they were going to do it. They opened up a few roster spots. Yeah, that was that was really weird. Uh, like we thought, oh no, it's happening, it's happening, and nothing happened. <laughs> oh, um... Yeah. So we have that's about it for today. One last thing, UConn winning the women's tournament, right? Paige Buckers. Yeah. Yeah. Paige Buckers is a goat. Fact right there. Alright, we will see you guys next time. Signing out. Peace.